Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger. Today is Sunday, July 9th, 2017. This is episode 18, The Audition Process, Part 4, Post-Audition. In the previous three episodes for the last three days, I've discussed various components of the audition process. Part 1... I talked about the day or days prior to the audition and things to consider doing. Part two was the day of the audition, but items that were not relating to the audition itself. And then part three had to do with the actual audition. Now, as I've been saying in the previous episodes, I am by no means giving you all of the information and everything that you should do in these episodes. Because quite frankly, I value your time. I know that the average person doesn't have an hour to sit down in a podcast episode and try to find something really important or relevant with a bunch of ums and ahs and delays and banter back and forth and going off on tangents. And it's not until minute number 46 that you can grab a piece of relevant information that's going to help you. So I try to keep things at a minimum in these episodes. With that, let's discuss the post-audition process of the audition process. There are so many different things that go through a person's mind once an audition is over. Some people will actually find themselves shaking. It's nervous energy that can actually occur. Uh, a lot of it has to do with your adrenaline. And you'll find that that'll happen to you sometimes after the actual audition. Uh, I've seen students before that have actually done exceptionally well, and that happens. That is normal. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just, again, the way that your body reacted to your audition, prepared or not. A lot of students will be focused on their results, but I caution you to not approach every single audition, or as I've mentioned in the previous episodes, interview with results every single time. Some of my finest auditions and interviews over the past 20 plus years have not netted me a teaching position, first chair, or even just placement into an ensemble. And there could have been a lot of factors involved with that. Perhaps there was just, there were just people or a person who was just flat out better than you that day. You don't have any control over that. There could have been a lot of people that were just better candidates than you or were just more prepared than you. You don't have as much control over that as you may believe, even if you went in 
and you knew that you had tried your hardest and you had done the best possible preparation. So that's something important to keep in mind. And what I do with my students all the time is I will say to them, as soon as your audition is finished, contact me. Get in touch with me. So get in touch with your instructor. Drop them an email. If you're able to make a phone call or if it needs to be your parent doing so, that's fine. But get in touch with the instructor and let him or her know how everything went. Because that is your professional that you're conveying the information to. And that person will be able to ask you some of the questions and talk you through some things that you may have not thought about before. You know, what was asked in the audition? How did you play that particular scale? Did you take a deep breath? Did you go too quickly through the, the audition itself? Do you think you could have slowed things down? Or maybe did you go a little bit too slow? Did you make a mistake and you had to restart? How did you handle that situation? It's important to go through this part of the process because we remember things really well right after they happen, of course. And if you do that and then you replay it in your mind later on in the day, the next day, about a week later or so, you're going to remember the experience much better and you're going to get much more out of it. Eventually, doing this over and over, the results are just going to take care of themselves. So in terms of the post-audition, I know that the tendency by parents, families, students, and unfortunately, sometimes even teachers, is just results-oriented. And I don't agree with that. I think that the results are great, and the results will take care of themselves if you do all of these other things. So hopefully these ideas in these four parts of the audition process are helpful. In future podcast episodes, I will get into more of the nuts and bolts of strategies and things that you can do as either a music student or an interviewee for various positions and things that you can think about to be the best that you can be.